Okay, so I'm going to start today's episode off right out the gate with a a disclaimer. This is mostly a joke, but kind of legit. So, FYI, I am a pretty bad arachnophobe. I always have been. Spiders just give me the absolute creeps. There are some stories shared that, honestly, my guest, Will McBride, who is just excellent, absolute amazing friend, just one of the best friends anyone could ask for he spent a couple years of his life in australia for school and towards the middle of the conversation we got we get to talking about the creepy crawlers all the the myths the good the bad the ugly of wildlife in australia and you know what things to be aware of if you go to visit or if you go to specifically if live there for any any amount of time and we get to a couple of stories he actually said three stories but i could not make it to the third he told me two ridiculously gross horrifying soul wrenching stories about spiders that um I, ooh, I could barely make it through, and he had a third one, like I said, but we couldn't get to it. So Will is just an awesome guy, Thank, and I'm, I'm thankful for having him as a friend and having him on the show. He agreed to come on with open arms, and uh, we talk about, uh, he's also a student pastor, so this is yet again another episode where I traversed back to the to the part, to my, my old um, uh, town I lived in, in the Birmingham area, and we just we talked about that we talked about a little bit of our how we met we talked about his tenure in australia and what it what that was like kind of you know he's also as he's a he's a student pastor um clayton from episode three he's also he's one of he's a, um, a mutual friend of ours we talk about that we talk a little bit more about what it's like leading young people in 2023 and we talk about music, and because he's also a musician, and and he, you know, he leads worship um, in in his campus, for at least for the students, and um, just such a great, well-rounded guy, great friend. Thank, and I'm so thankful again to have him in my network, and is just somebody I can call up and and just pick up if you know, I haven't seen him in three months, four months. We can just meet in person, and, and just like nothing, no time has passed whatsoever, and I love that. So without further ado, Will McBride. So we're recording now. I mean, why not? Let's, let's just go. Jump into it. Let's just jump right in. So, Will McBride, the great, the one, the, the only, one and only, the Will McBride. I often refer to you as Wilbo Baggins. Yes. I don't I've know if you. I don't know if you like that or not, but I've been called a lot. Of, I've gotten a lot of nicknames in my lifetime. That's probably one of the the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the most creative. Oh. So yeah. I like it. Okay, good. Uh, I don't know, like, sometimes when you use nicknames, you don't know if the person, like, sub, like behind the scenes, Loki hates it, or... No, I love For it. me, I don't care what... I love nicknames. I love people if they want to play around with mine. I love it. And yeah. I've always thought it was fun. There's just about nothing you can call me that uh, I wouldn't find amusing. <laughs> good or bad. I mean, good or bad. That's my eat. new life goal, is I'm going to try to find something that just oh. is, teeters the line. <laughs> wow. You can try. You can, it'd be hard. You can try, but it's it'd be tough to call me something that I wouldn't find <laughs> at least somewhat funny, funny or laughable or I really I don't care. I I'm just I just go with it, man. But so where are we today, Will? First of all, well, I guess first of all, just introduce yourself introduce to myself to the listener. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, Who is the Will? So I am the Will McBride. Uh, I am a student pastor in Springville, Alabama, um, but I grew up in Trustful. Uh, for 18 years of my life. I uh, graduated here 
uh, and went to Australia, lived there for a couple of years. Um, and then after that, I came back and uh, uh, started working at uh, the local church where I grew up. Uh, started out as a worship, worship guy and then transitioned to student pastor. And here we are. So, and then I want to preface, so people have met Clayton. Clayton was on episode oh, three. Yeah. So the listener, if you've been listening since the beginning, you've already met Clayton, Clayton. one of our one mutual of our co- friends, friends co-workers, co-workers, you know, meant to me. He's just awesome. He's a man. You know, Clayton is just, he's somebody you want in your circle. Oh, yeah. Best um, cheerleader out there. And and I know I've this is the third episode we've recorded in Trustful, and, or I guess this part of Alabama, yeah. Springville, Trustful, this like 25 the, the minutes northeast, yeah. of, nor, northwest of like Birmingham. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, northeast. Yeah, northeast of Birmingham. So, and I keep coming back here because so much, so many, five years of my life nearly were spent in the Birmingham area. I, you know, I worked with so many, so many lifelong friends I developed and and made in this area, especially when I worked with you guys. Yeah. um, Full time at the church. Yeah. And the good days. Yes. And it's just like (laughs) the stories and the type, the people that I was, that you got, like that group of people, man. Oh, yeah. Had just the background and the experiences and the stories and that we've had separately and collectively, you yeah. know, and it's just like I keep returning to this because there's so much content here and I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to do it so much because I want to do other. I want yeah. to I'm going actually going to visit Justin in Michigan. Oh, in Michigan. Let's go. So who's also That's is awesome. a um, one of our very you're one of your best, if not friend. best friend. Yeah. He's one of my best friend. He's going to be in my wedding. You're going to be in I'll my be wedding. There. Yeah. Um, so we're just super close and, um, but I'm excited about going to Michigan and meeting with Justin. That'd be awesome. So it's not just Alabama, not just Georgia. I'm trying, I'm recording in multiple states. You're diversifying your portfolio. Yes. But that's how we, but for the, (laughs) for the context of the listeners. So Clayton, you and and me, and then Justin soon to be, we're kind of all in the same sort of work family, friend family here in the Alabama area. Absolutely. Um, so that's how we met. And one, when I first met you, you were back on. You were yeah. actually back temporarily, so, so yeah. I met you briefly. But talk about so first of all why you were where you were and what you were doing. Um, so yeah, I I actually was I was eighteen. No, I was seventeen at the time. Uh, uh, seventeen years old. It was April of my senior year. Um, you know, in the past I I kicked around a whole bunch of different college ideas. Like at one point I wanted to be an architect because my dad said they made a lot of money. Um, and that sounded like fun. So I really was focused on engineering. Um, but around April of my senior year, uh, I just kind of felt a push to go to Hillsong College, um, which name recognition isn't quite what it used to be. <laughs> but um, I really just kind of wanted to go to Australia. I felt like, you know, if I was going to go from, you know, it's like go big or go home. Yeah. Uh, like I could go to go to Highlands College here or I could go to Hillsong, which was at, at the time and is arguably still is a little bit bigger. So I went to go get uh, some good old college experience that uh, everybody loves to see on a resume, um, but went and, dude, I had the time of my life there. It was incredible. I can't even imagine. So what, well, first of all, before we dive too too much deeper into that, yeah. where are we at today? Because you picked this yes. spot, set the scene so, a little bit. We'll tease the listener with a little bit of the, the Australia talk because what's yeah. going to be a big part of this conversation <laughs> is what <laughs> your experience stories, was, man. this culture shock. Yeah. From being an Alab, you know, Alabamian, yeah, in the U.S. to yeah. suddenly being thrown in the the where you're the minority, <laughs> yes, being thrown yeah. in the clutches of the Australian, yeah, 
culture, you know, culture, world, world. culture, people, <laughs> and the, 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 I'm sure there's the, the creepy crawling animals. Yeah. I know that's the big one, but yeah. before we get into that, yeah. where are we? Why are we here? Yeah. So we are at the disc, uh, the disc golf course in Trustful. Uh, this is actually where I come some of my off days that I have. Uh, this is just my good like thinking place where I'll come through, I'll, uh, I'll play a few holes, I'll just kind of have have fun. So this is like my like kind of go-to happy place in Trustful. Okay. Well, and we're, it's a beautiful day. It's about 70 degrees. It's we crazy. are, it's just, we're basically in a forest. It's, you know, it's more or less of, <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, 30 we're seconds from the highway, but we're basically yeah. in a forest at the moment. We've got some beautiful beautiful sunlight lots of shade but it's a really good walking uh, opportunity too so what do you say we take the rest of this conversation we walk around walk it on the path baby until i look you know need to regain my 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 breath a little bit we may pause <laughs> but let's go for a walk bro. yeah man let's go so hopefully they'll you should be able to hear some rustling hear crow dude oh the, the crow all the crows right before we started recording or might, might have been recording. We saw the uh, that squirrel, the There's nice juicy plump squirrel. Over squirrel there. with a plump tail, Which, and that's how you know it's good for dinner. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I actually have a fantastic squirrel story from Niagara Falls, really, about six, seven years ago. But I will, <laughs> I'll save that for another day. Oh. I will say this to sum it up: if you want to be just engrossed in squirrel culture, yeah, go to Niagara Falls. Go to Niagara Falls. Just they, they will come to you. They will eat out of the palm of your hands they will they will sing and dance in your presence yeah but that's anyway, incredible so but what kind of what kind of musical number do they put on i would say bluesy jazz oh, a little go. bit of rock you I'm, know i'm about that one of them was a really killer bass player <laughs> <laughs> he had a special made uh, bass guitar like you some, know some would say he's pretty nutty at the bass oh he's a nut he's a he's a nutty <laughs> bass player but yeah those squirrels man but, but uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah, the other yeah. day. But so now we know where we are. We know the will. We know oh, what you're doing. Dude, that's a squirrels are just everywhere, man. There's another one right there. So, okay, Australia. So, yeah, for me, yeah, we, I, we have not talked extensively. We've talked a few times. We've had a few conversations about your experience. But yeah. Today, I want to dig in. I want. I don't want to leave any stone left unturned. Turned, right. Oh yeah. Come on. So, first thing, cultures. What was it like? What did you, but what, what were, what were your expectations? And then what, when you got there, maybe we're there for a week or a month. Yeah. What was wrong? What was right? Dude. Okay. So if you, if you know anything about me, uh, I love movies. And so my expectation of Australia was Crocodile Dundee. Okay. I mean, like through and through, like that's what I expected the people to be like. And so I get there and it is almost like. So I, I landed in Sydney, okay. uh, Sydney, Australia, which is like basically the, the, the major city of, uh, of Australia. It's one of them for sure. Um, Perth being on the other side, but Sydney's on the East Coast. And so I land there and dude, it's like a full on just like vibrant city. Like, and there's so many different types of cultures in that area. And so like where I was just going to expect some like basically extreme uh australian redneck culture mm -hmm. <laughs> i got a lot more of like city culture okay and so like it caught me off guard though because like i walked in and dude there are just several squirrels everywhere that's insane they're just huge all right sorry i'm getting off topic my 80 dude that's i have ADHD, adhd so have ADHD. I, I apologize yes so be, um, be warned <laughs> be, be warned um but i just remember like 
going in there and like what was amazing about it was I didn't just get to experience one culture. I got to experience like 13. <laughs> wow. Because it's an international college. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, like I got I had friends that I met that were from Mexico. I had friends that I had that were from uh, Japan. I had friends oh, wow. like like Thailand, like, dude. If you named the country, it was. Pr- I probably got to like experience like at least a little taste of it, or like got to meet somebody and understand a little bit more. So, to answer your, to answer your question, it's one culture divided up into like hundreds. <laughs> and is that because of this, the college aspect, or just in general? Like just a, in general. So if you go to Australia, if you experience Australia for even a short time, you're going to be encountered. You're going to encounter multiple multiple cultures. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Much more. Much less homogenous than, say, Trustful, Alabama or yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Exactly. Wow. So being somebody who grew up here, basically, when there, where there's only one culture, um, going to a place where there's like hundreds. <laughs> Which, and I love that. And I was actually in New York a few weeks ago. And that's one of the things I love about New York and other large cities, even Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it's just being surrounded by so many different walks of life. And, yeah. And especially if you're willing to listen and learn and hear people's stories. Dude, I mean, there's so much awesome. opportunity yeah. to just be immersed in in different, I don't know, just seeing the world in different perspective through different lenses. I just, I'm such a, which is part of, a major part of why I'm yeah. doing this podcast is because I'm literally trying to see the world from the viewpoint and perspective of as many different, different people as possible, both in yeah. my network, out of my network, um, and so forth. But so, yeah, what would you say? To most Americans that when they... So you were, how long were you? You were in Australia for the better of what? How long? For the better part of two years. Better part um, of two so years. I, I so was probably there for probably about a year and like... 18, 20, 17, yeah, 19, somewhere something like there. that. Okay. Yeah, 18 through 20. Okay. Came back for COVID. So what are the things... Like, what are the biggest misconceptions about Australia that Americans have? Like, not just beyond you, but like, what are some of the most surprising things that things... I would say that... What are the most surprising things from your perspective? Yeah. Like just simple things, like not, not big picture, but, but like, yeah, yeah. So, um, some of the simple things is like, <laughs> it's going to crack, crack me up. Cause I mean, like my first week there, you know, growing up here and really in the United States, what's one thing we always know about pedestrians? What is it? They Based. always have the right of way almost, right? Well, and even if they don't, they don't care. Correct. In Australia, that is not the case. <laughs> I prefer that. Um, so, as a matter of fact, I kid you not, it doesn't matter if you're on a crosswalk or if you're jaywalking or whatever. I, I can almost promise you the number of times I heard a car speed up <laughs> to, like, try to hit you or to, like, try and get you to move quicker. I'm convinced. I saw one car where they had tally marks. And I'm, I'm convinced that was for people that they've hit to, oh to remind them. <laughs> So I know in America we have that sort of, we make fun and we have the sort of the point system. Yeah. I've heard, you know, you've played that game. Oh, yeah. So, but it sounds like they actually, they actually keep score. I feel like they encourage it. <laughs> well, I feel and, like you get a better tax write-off if you hit more. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, these might be fighting words. We need to, allegedly, we need to, we don't want any, we don't want the Australian no, government calling no, for no, a lawsuit. No. But this is all legend. <laughs> We don't want to <laughs> accuse them of being a murderer. Yeah, but we kind of low-key just did that. But. Well, you know, it used to be like a prison island for Britain, though, right? Like, they used to send, like, the prisoners down there. You know, I've heard about that. Isn't it kind of like, it used to be kind of like Guantanamo Bay? 
Yeah, kind of. A little bit for yeah. the London or... Maybe not as crazy, but yeah, I mean, it's similar. pretty much like that, yeah. That's crazy. I've heard of that, but it's been a while, so... Yeah. Um, so tell me this. Okay. So right. let's talk about Hillsong, too, a little bit. Well, okay. before we get to there... Yeah. The one thing I did want to talk about that you hear a lot, especially with Americans, is you always think, oh, there's going to be crazy spiders and, yes. you know, just wildlife that are going to just... If you just take a minute to just go on and research all the different ways to die in Australia, <laughs> like there's, there's almost plenty. like a meme about yeah. ways to die in Australia, um, from like ant being attacked by animals, insects, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So like, yeah. one of the things I want to talk to you is about drop bears. Oh, drop bears. So this is, so tell me about drop bears. And for the listeners, if you've never heard of this, this is something that, from what I've heard, you go over there and like, it's kind of a basically a prank that the locals yes. pull on Americans. So funny thing, my first three days there, they tried to get me with drop bears. I couldn't buy it because I Googled it. Because the first thing, because I mean, obviously, what, what's the first thing you're going to do when you hear about an animal? They're like, you, you like just don't believe exists. Well, it's, uh, yeah, and it's harder, I'm sure, now with the internet and yeah. the information age, but, but dude, back in the day. But the funny thing is, is like, even though I'm not a local, like when we had new students come in every semester, the first thing we all did was try to convince them about drop bears. As a matter of fact, I actually pulled a prank on my first life group uh, on their first semester back, yeah, uh, or their first semester there. Um, I I managed to convince my entire life group. Which, if you don't know what a life group is, it's basically uh, a group of people that come together. They come hang out. Um, you know, you can eat together. You can you can talk together. Um, but you know, we we read the Bible together. But in this moment, what we were doing is we were just hanging out. We were walking back from dinner, um, which is another thing was it was not very commonplace for everyone to have a car, which was wild to me. Um, but uh, we were coming back and I don't know what it was. I'm, I'm convinced it was a bat hanging from a tree, but I was able to convince the other people that it was a drop bear. And like, and so <laughs> we're walking through uh the street and i'm like oh my gosh it's a drop bear oh and my gosh dude they're like no it's not and then they all look up and they see the bat but they assume is actually a drop bear uh -huh. which they at this point thought was fake they i've never seen people run so fast in their life wow. like because because the whole the whole thought process is is that the drop bear is fake i mean we all know it's fake um but it's it's like it'll drop on you and like eat you because it's kind of like <laughs> From what I've been told, it's they say that it's kind of like a vampire bat, yes, but, in, but like a koala. But a koala. It's like if a koala bear and yeah. a vampire bat. So one of the funny things though combined. Is, if, is if you Google, if you Google drop bear, it's just a picture of a koala. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just a, just like the average like like dot organization like that's trying to like save koalas. Like that's what it looks like. It yeah. looks like that kind of picture. That's hilarious. And I've just I've always wanted to ask. I think we've actually briefly touched on drop bears in the drop past, bears. but that is something that I've always found fascinating. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, so Hillsong, right? Yeah. And just, I guess, explain to the listener, maybe just get a little bit of backstory, a little bit of introduction of like what Hillsong is. Like I know they're, yeah. if you're, you know, they're, they, I know just the music they create and produce yeah. is very famous and pretty yeah. well known. You know, just what what was talk to the to the to show us a little bit about who Hillsong is for people that don't know. Yeah, so 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hillsong is a uh, mega church. And what, what we mean by mega church is it's basically, um, it's got a huge like congregation size. Um, so this is, this is actually my, sorry, we're coming up on this and this is just, this is my favorite thinking spot. So like if it's a slow day on the course, um, and I know y'all can't see it, but what it is, is it's basically this, uh, this wooden bridge um, that um, is very poorly drilled into the ground. Um, but it, it, it's sitting over like a little creek. So like you can actually sit on the ledge of the, uh, of the wood and uh, you can just sit, this, you can watch this little creek that flows uh, flows all the way down and it, it's by far one of my favorite spots. I'm actually taking a video on this with my GoPro. I'm starting to take some like behind the scenes video yeah. clips while we're recording this to post on like our story and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, so, but yeah, so, sorry. Go so we, as we're sitting at your favorite yeah. thinking spot, <laughs> think about to your, the response. So, so Hillsong and yeah, what it was like, you know, working uh, with those guys. What did you do? I guess like yeah, what was your involvement with? So yeah, so I uh, so as a student, uh, the best way I can explain it is you pay to be an intern. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I mean that, that's the best way I can explain it. Which frankly um, is probably a super great way to learn. Let me tell you what. Um, like I, I know that there's there's people out there that that have um, like experience, bad experiences with that. Um, but let's be honest, isn't that kind of what college is though? Is it's a paid internship where you pay to you pay to be an intern? Yeah, and learn. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, the different the difference is is the context was for me was I was getting hands on experience. So you know my my experience was pretty good, all things considered. You know everything I got to be a part of. Um, at the time I, I was studying to to do worship, so. Uh, I got a lot of opportunity to be a part of a choir, to, to sing for services. Um, I got to do uh, this cool thing that's called studio vocals. Okay. Um, so basically, you know, when you're in the room and you're jumping up and down and you're like just kind of being super physical and, and you're trying to create a good like atmosphere for worship, um, you're dancing. Uh, if, if you don't know this, uh, it's hard to dance and sing on pitch at the same time. If you can, dude, you're just a legend. Yeah, I think that's been exposed a couple of times with some behind-the-scenes Britney Spears audio. <laughs> um, if you want to listen, yeah. Google Britney Spears actual vocals while performing. You'll you'll see exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. So what we do in studio vocals is we re we replace the uh, the background vocals. So we're in an enclosed studio where we just sing into microphones. We're not jumping up and down. We're not dancing. Uh, we're just the straight line vocals that, that they can use to help kind of replace or kind of correct the vocals that are in there um, leading worship. Okay. So, um, had opportunities like that. Got to run a merch booth for a little while. That was a lot of fun. Um, I just had a lot of like, if I were to put it all on a resume, it would probably be three pages long. Wow. That's impressive. I mean, how, what, what are, so tell me, so like, I Let's back up even just go to back to the like the Australia culture and things yeah. like that. So like what do you have any this could let's keep it to college for a second, yeah. but like do you have like any interesting stories like people that you may have met or people that you worked with that you never thought that you would? Yeah. Um, like or just funny stories, anything like that. Just what's yeah. your most bizarre story? Uh let's let's keep it at the college experience yeah. and then we'll go more broad. Can I give you two? Give me two. Give Cause, me four. Cause, cause there give really, me a hundred. There's really two. So the, the first one's a cool one, and the second one is kind of more of like a terrifying tales. Um, okay. <laughs> and are both of these for the school? Both of these are from the school. Okay. Uh, so the first one, 
uh, was I uh, got to move houses, and that's uh, after my first semester. Uh, my first semester, I lived, I was, I was a 30-minute walk away from college, um, and it was miserable <laughs> having to walk for 30 minutes just to uh, get to school. So, like, you have to get up super early. So, I ended up moving, and I moved to be about an eight-minute walk away, which is a game-changer, dude. When you're only eight minutes away versus 30. Like, even if you're just driving for that time, like, how different is an eight-minute drive versus a 30-minute? Well, especially over the course of a year. Yeah. You know, that adds up. Now, that being said, I was very healthy during that time because the amount of <laughs> walking well, I was doing. Yep. Um, but, uh, so anyway, uh, I got to meet these these really cool housemates of mine. Uh and we were all kind of in dis- different streams. Uh, and what streams were, were basically like electives. So we had a couple of us that were in worship. We had one of them that was in songwriting. And we had a couple that were in a film and like TV. Okay. And so like just the cool, the coolness of it all though is like, yeah, like that's awesome. But like the diversity we had in the house. So we had, I had a housemate from Mexico, New Zealand, uh, Fiji, and Alaska. That's about as yeah. diverse as it gets. I mean, <laughs> I don't a, know. And then you have me from Alabama. So, like, dude, you want to talk about a, a little bit of a diverse house? That's one. Yeah. Um, that could then, be like a reality TV show, man. Like, <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. Dude, it, it was funny. It's just, like, how... What, and what's crazy is, like, how you learn, like, the different standards that everybody has, like, like based on how they grew up and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of like... It's like my version of clean isn't what other people's version of clean are. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're much cleaner than I am. <laughs> well, and that's the case even with your next-door neighbor. At oh, home. yeah. I mean, that's just such a... What a broad um, spectrum that is. Yeah. But, um, anyways, so the just the coolness of that for me was I got to learn a lot about, like, film and TV and what they were talking about, what they were doing in their classes. And then same for the songwriters. I got to learn a lot from that. Um, just hearing, like, their perspective on, like what they got to talk about, what they were doing. Same for worship, same for uh, the pastoral people. Um, just got to build a lot of cool friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the crazy story, do you want me to tell you a spider story? Well, I'm an arachnophobe, so be, me be, too. be gentle. Me too. Be gentle, so, please. I, I don't know if I can be gentle, because they, they're not gentle. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so I'll give, you, I'll give you three options, okay? Okay. You can hear the one... Uh, you can hear about the one that was in my room. You can hear about the one that was in the shower. Or you can hear about the one that was at the front door. I got to hear all three. You got to hear all three? <laughs> I got to hear all three. Uh, was it the same spider? Different spiders. Okay. Different and, spiders. I'm about to say, at that point, that's just um, some intelligence right there. So that was the same spider. So if you're, like, extremely, like, arachnophobic and, like, you just cannot even listen to it and it freaks you out... Maybe Probably skip ahead. Might, might want to skip ahead a little bit. Skip ahead like three <laughs> minutes on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to tell you the first one. So in my room, I, I had just gotten back from serving at a conference, um, which conferences in detail, kind of late nights, early mornings type deal. Um, like, you know, because we'll, we'll stay and clean up and then we'll, get, we'll go early to kind of get everything set up again and ready to go. And this is like a worship conference, you mean? Yeah. A yeah. large, large scale, large. Yeah. Huge, huge production scale, huge, huge pastors, huge, huge production. It's just, it's insane. So I get home and I like, the only thing I want to do is go to bed. Like the only thing I want to do. So I get in, I go lay down in my bed. And as I start to put my feet under the covers, 
I feel something fuzzy at the bottom of my bed. Oh, no. And, no. And let me tell you what. Usain Bolt had to run for his money that night. Oh. Because I moved so fast out of that bed. And I'm freaking out. And one of my housemates, or my roommate, really, comes in and goes, is everything okay? And I was like, I was like, flip the sheet. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, I was like, flip the sheet. Like, flip it over off the bed. And so he does, and there's a spider about... I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. With the, with the legs, it was probably like close to a foot, maybe a foot and like a quarter long. Oh, I would, see, you got up and ran. My soul would have left my body and I would have, I would have no longer been on this planet. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I legit, I, I feared for my life. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to, to do this. So naturally, we see the spider now. What do you have to do with it? I found this on the web. Thank you, Siri. Siri's oh. trying to be our animal um, control. We can start walking back that way now. But okay. um, that's, that's about half the course, though. So It's a nice course. I mean, to get off topic a second, I know I've, I love disc golf. And yeah. I've played disc golf for, well, I'd say, the better part of 10 years off and on. But yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so... We have to do something with it. I mean, we can't just leave it here. So what we do is we take the sheet, we drag it outside, and we just let the spider have it. We said, it's yours, man. You keep it. Become one with the, <laughs> become that sheet, became one with nature. Yeah. Like, I, uh, the, like the car in Harry Potter. I have a picture of it actually hanging on my bed sheets. You guy, please. Um, <laughs> I'll see if I can find it, but... Um, the other one uh, is that spiders, especially in like the winter time, uh, will gravitate towards heat. So uh, if you're like a normal person, this is why I started taking cold showers now. Um, as, as a human being, this is why I take cold showers. It's not because of the health benefits. It's, not, it's literally because of this. Okay. Um, I was taking a shower and I was getting ready to go to church. And so I naturally was like, okay, I need to, I want to turn this water up hot. It's cold outside. I, you know, the steam helps clear out your breath, like or like clears out your nasal passages. So I was like, yeah, was like, yeah, there are a lot of there benefits. Yeah. So I was gonna take a hot shower. Well, I, I always check the bathroom, make sure there are no spiders. I and always this was, do. This. Is this when you were in Australia? This or is even when today? I, this is when I was in Australia. Okay. So I'm checking because this is a college story. Um, so I, I legit, I'm like, okay, there's no spiders. We're good. I'm starting to shower. And maybe five minutes goes by and I, I've started to put soap in my hair, kind of get ready. And I look up and there's a huntsman spider about the size of my hand just sitting on the ceiling. Oh. But the problem is, is I have soap in my hair. To really kind of get the soap out, I have to look away from the spider. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have to look away. Oh. So naturally I put my head down and as I start to rinse it out, the spider drops on my head. Oh. I, gut instinct, I just throw my head forward and it lands on the wall of the bathroom. And I proceed to grab my bottle of soap, my roommate's bottle of soap, if I'm being honest. I grab his bottle of soap and I chuck it so hard at the spider that the bottle explodes mm. and the spider dies and falls to the ground. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> speechless. <laughs> 
So I basically learned, I've learned that I will never be going to Australia. So that being said, I would, even though I have arachnophobia, I would still go back. I love it. Well, I, I can't. I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, yeah, yeah. I would go, but seriously though, I mean, I can't even. Dude. When I tell you, I, uh, I <laughs> absolutely speechless because yeah. I, I mean, I, I freeze up when there's a quarter, you know, if there's a spider the size of a quarter yeah. on my porch. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even imagine that. So, yeah. I, I take, so I take back what I said. I don't want, I don't want to hear the third story. <laughs> it's if, probably for, for, for better. If, if you want to hear that third story, email contact at highlightmedia.com. I'll get you a direct contact. <laughs> yeah, I'll give we'll, you, I'll let give you, you guys carry story. on that conversation off, off the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, I, that, that, uh, so. Yeah, so those two are probably the, the worst of it though. Wow. So, so you got, we got drop bears. Yeah, we got drop bears. We've we got, got spiders. spiders. Any other crazy animals, any animal stories? So, red belly snakes? Uh, I didn't have an experience with one, but I just hear they're really deadly. And like, like I know my friends that worked at a water park had to deal with them a little bit, but no, no really like crazy experiences. Like I did get to meet like a kangaroo, an emu. And of course, a, kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so are those as common as like deer are over so here? So it depends. So like, I would probably say so because in like the more rural, rural areas, yeah, they're a lot more common. Like, you know, if you're driving next to like, not like it's wooden, but like, like a nice, like big old spot of grass and like some like wood area. Like, yeah, you'll see some kangaroos just chilling out by the highway. Can they be aggressive sometimes? So you know what's funny? And you may know this already, but the reason they can't have self-driving cars in Australia is because of kangaroos. Wow. Because they can't determine how far the kangaroo is actually going to jump. That's why they can't My have gosh. them. Or at least that's what I was told. <laughs> well, how far can they jump? So somebody said they don't know if they're going to jump three or 30. Either three, either a yard or 30 feet. Yeah. It was in, in completely unknown. So it's like, they can't tell if he's gonna jump one yard or 10. And so they just they just kind of have to guess. And so they, they're like, it's probably not safe for us to make and really mass produce these if, if we can't determine that. And so obviously like wow. in the city areas, you're okay. But I was told in the rural areas, it's kind of like, no, you still gotta drive a regular truck for now. Okay, that's definitely something I had not even, I mean, that's never crossed my mind. So you can't <laughs> have a self-driving car. At least what I was told, yeah, you can't have a self-driving car in certain areas. Wow. Man, so... Nuts, right? Again, another thing, I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know how to process that little bit of information, but... Getting to learn. So, so now let's move on to... Yeah. So, stories outside of college. Yeah. So, I remember a group of friends of mine and I were going to go to Chinatown. Okay. So there's, a, there's a Chinatown in Australia. Okay. We were just going to go, have fun. And me and, and this guy from New Zealand, Alex, we're walking through and Josiah, it's really kind of our house. We're like walking through and like there's a group of people who go, oh, well, let's eat here in Chinatown. And I apologize, but this is where every single white person was going in okay. Chinatown. So well, you call it like you see it. Yeah, I'm going to call it as I see it. So I'm like, well, where are they going? And we, and we, we see this huge like asian family and group and like they're all going down to this food court so alex goes i'm going there 
<laughs> so that's just so, observation. You would so you, know, you would so first we, thought. We go down there, and dude, I had some of the best dumplings I have ever had in my life. Wow. And it was in a little Chinatown food court in what? Sydney, Australia. So Sydney, I thought say what? You know, and it's so funny because like. That is, that's actually a really good thought there is always, you know, where, go where the locals are people that oh, yeah, go, dude. you know, if you see people like you and you're in a, in a foreign country. It's not bad. It's probably it's, good tourist food. It's probably if you're trying to do something that's more authentic, authentic, more locally. Yeah. Yeah. Stimulating. Then you probably want to go the opposite direction. But, um, so I'm trying to think, so you had. I'm just, this is so much to take in because this is, we've talked, we've talked about almost none of this <laughs> yeah. before today. And I'm just like, this is freaking incredible. Let's head yeah. back. Yeah. Tuck back where to the we bench. started and let's yeah. finish the podcast. Where we started. Chilling out Come on, on the park bench, brother. Um, so I guess let's talk about, so with you specifically, I know you are a musician. Yeah. You said you're. Well, I, I like to say, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a dabbler. So. Worship leader, but you dabble in music. Music, yeah. you don't write, or you're not a you're not a songwriter or anything no. like that. But you're I mean, you perform songs and you yeah you you lead students, you yeah. lead um, young people, yeah. And I talked it with Clayton a lot about the you know young people, the teens and yeah teenagers and high school, middle school aged students in 2023. So I don't want yeah. to dig too deep into that. Yeah, but what it's what's it like for you? I guess. What's your experience in that dealing, yeah. you know, this, um, what's that experience like for you? Well, to be honest with you, it's weird uh, being a pastor to students like you're only like four years older than. Mm. <laughs> like, it's just you're kinda, currently what, 22? I'm 22. And 22. so some of these graduating kids are 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of weird being the, being the, like, the pastor over them. But also, you know, what I learned is like, you know, like technology evolves, things things evolve, but the human desires still stay the same. Mm. We still want purpose. We still want um, a meaning for what, why we do what we do. Absolutely. And so, like, that's something that I see and that, that I learn as like, as a person um, and as a pastor is just, you know, how do how do I help direct people in defining what their what they feel their purpose is and what they what they feel called to do so well i love that and yeah that's something that i resonate with with you i resonated yeah. with clayton and yeah. just when you think about it and i touched on this with clayton that we're all humans yeah you know at the end of the day when you get to the core of our identity and why we why people why we as humans want to wake up every day yeah you know um, i feel like especially now especially with millennials and mm-hmm. Uh, Gen Z, Gen Z yeah. and soon to be Gen Alpha. Is that what they are? That's the next one. Huh. So Gen, they're starting with Gen Alpha, Gen Beta. I'm a, I'm a cusper. You're on the cusp of millennial and Gen yeah. Z. So I sit in the between. So well, I've I heard have... those as millennials. Oh yeah, sure. I've heard. I've had they're referred to as millennials. But millennials so that's cool. And it's interesting that you say that because you're 22 and you know you're pastoring students that are in some cases 18 years old, which is the yeah. same thing for like if you're a first year teacher in high school. Oh yeah. You know you could be How 22. Wild. Yeah. And your students be 18. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really kind of nuts. So when you think about it, but um, it, but it, I don't know. It just, they, I've heard statistics say that um, 
your your reach as a communicator. This may be specifically in pastoral pastoral um, relationships, but typically you can reach effectively people that are twenty years older and twenty years younger than yeah. you. So if you're thirty, um, yeah. you can pretty much people from ten to fifty um, will still kind of look at you as a relevant yeah. communicator. Um, and I found I think that's actually a pretty uh, accurate statement. Yeah. But it's interesting though because you are so young, yeah. relatively. Relative I feel like you have an extremely unique, um, or extremely um, effective perspective. Yeah. For these guys. Yeah. You know, it's because you're not forty, you're not thirty. Yeah. Um, Thirty-five. You're you're basically right, right there, there with, with them. them. Yeah. You know, in, in in many regards. So I find that to be fascinating, and and I think that's something that you, from what I know of you, I, I you know you use for your to your advantage trying yeah. to reach these guys, and I'm sure they respect the heck out of you because. Yeah. You're not a quote unquote, I mean, you are an adult, but to them, you're still, you're on the fringe of teenager. So they can really connect with you in a way that maybe an older pastor, older student pastor wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So I think that's fascinating. What are some of the things you would say from your perspective, um, being, you know, 22 as a student pastor, like what are some of the things that you see in today's like youth that um, maybe you see kind of like could lead to some optimism about the future. Cause I know yeah. the, you know, millennials and yeah. Gen Z, th- there are some, you know, especially like Gen Xers and yeah. some of the older folks get, they kind of write them off and they, yeah. there's a, there is kind of a, a stigma around millennials and younger. Yeah. So like, what are some things that you're seeing that are like, like good things, good like things that are like, yeah. man, the tomorrow is going to be awesome. Like yeah. not necessarily like figuratively tomorrow. I'll tell you what, dude, th- this next generation is just super passionate. Mm-hmm. Like they get behind the cause and they rally together fast. Um, you know, like, like you see um, how people just, um, like when you see the younger generation, like they're always rallying for support. They're always rallying to do things together. Um, and so what, what amazes me is just their quickness to unite. That's, yeah, I can see that for sure. And especially because they, they, social media, it has its goods. You yeah. Know, it is good and bad with it, but um, they, have grown up with the concept of it's so easy to communicate with yeah. the world mm-hmm. for good or bad. Yeah. And the ones that want to do it for good are doing it for doing really it great for ways. Good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, how, man, I talked with Clayton on that too, like how social media is also something that can be very um, distracting, difficult. Yeah. It can damage the, the mind of, of, of especially, yeah. especially what guys, you know, young, young women, young girls, young guys, and boys too, but girls specifically, it's society is so fixated on telling, especially young girls, why they're, why, what they're doing is not right when it comes to beauty or Mm -hmm. whether it be clothing or cosmetics. And it's just, I feel for, for ladies because my gosh, I mean, guys don't have to deal with any of that stuff. You know, we do to a degree. I mean, there's still a little bit of that. still, but it's not, it's not the same. Like, like we both, we both experienced like the hardships of it, but it's in very different ways. Yes. So, and I just think that's such an evil, evil thing about social media that I wish they would figure out a way around that. And it's, it's just... The fact that there's these big corporations that are trying to make money on young people, but specifically girls, yeah. feeling bad about themselves, that mm-hmm. should be that's should be criminalized in some way. It's just yeah. a terrible, terrible thing. But I don't want to get too deep into all that. That's yeah. just some random thoughts I have on it. But it is a powerful tool if used in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of Gen Z, um, from what you know, you just said, the other things I've heard, 
they are using it in ways that yeah. are pretty impactful, pretty powerful. They're changing the world yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so I would say, what would you say um, to young, to like if there's a young person listening to this, and I think I asked this question to Clayton, but like what, from your perspective, like what's the one thing you would say to someone right now? Because mental health is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's mental health awareness is really growing and it's, it's rapidly growing. You, yeah. you have corporations now are actually giving people mental health days, not just physical sick days, but mental yeah. sick days. Um, so like, what is, what, from your perspective, what's something that, um, you would tell somebody who's maybe 16, 17, yeah. 18 right now, just, just being a few years removed from that, what would you tell that person that may be struggling or maybe experiencing some of that negativity that social media provides, but yeah. what would you tell them? Uh, I would tell them kind of something that I wish, I mean, you know, if I'm just thinking back, I mean, something I wish I would have heard a lot was life is an adventure. An adventure has its ups and it has its downs. But the whole point of the adventure is you keep going through the journey. You keep going through and when you get it to the end, you'll look back and you'll realize, you know, some things that, that may have affected you were pretty insignificant, but then there are some things that cause catalysts for change. Mm. And so my, my statement is enjoy the ride. Yeah. You know, don't, don't let the little things that, um, that don't matter bother you. Yeah. You know, and that's easier said than done, obviously. That's so easy to say, but, you know, it, just enjoy the journey. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the, from, from my perspective, and I'm eight years older than you. Yeah. Um, I think the sooner, and this goes to just growing up in general, I think the sooner you can realize that people really aren't looking at you with a microscope, oh, yeah. the sooner you realize that people aren't scrutinizing your every move. And if they claim to be, they're just, they're just um, really mirroring their own issues and insecurities. Yeah. But the sooner you realize as a young person into adulthood that just be yourself yeah. and, you know, don't feel like everything you do is going to ruin your life. Yeah. You know, my, my phrase that I use that I've actually, I've, there's three phrases, philosophies that I have, three key philosophies, but one of them is live each day like it's your last, but yeah. so that in case it's not, you can still live tomorrow. Yeah. So it's like, go out there and do things that are a little risky, yeah. but if it fails, you're not going to be in a, yeah. a, a coma for eight years or yeah. the rest of your life or be in prison, but do things that are just enough to where are rewarding you know, yeah. it, like if you want to, like, I don't know if you, I can't think of a great example right now, but like, well, you know what I mean? Like just do yeah, the things that well, are on the fringe of. For me, it's like dream the dream and live it out. Yeah. Uh, Australia was a pipe dream for me. I was mm -hmm. like, there's no way going to college and like, but dude, I somehow because of the grace of my parents being able to, you know, bless me and kind of look out for me, dude, I was able to go. Mm. I was able to get to do something that I, I would have only dreamed of doing, Yeah. you know? And so. It's kind of something like that where I'm like, yeah, you know, dream it, but don't be afraid to take the step out. Yeah. And I think a lot of things people, I think you grow up and especially with watching movies and, you know, you see these glamorous lifestyles and it's like, there's a lot of mysticism around just um, going out and experiencing the world, experiencing yeah. life. And it's really, that's something else I like to dispel for people. Look, you know, save up some cash. Yeah. Go on the Delta app, go on the Southwest app. Spend, spend two or three hundred yeah. bucks, you know, go round trip to just about any city in the, in, in the continental U.S. Yeah. Maybe get an Airbnb. Yeah. And start demystifying getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily free. There are, I mean, you could, I yeah. don't recommend this, but you could hitchhike the nation. You know, well, I don't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Some but of the best stories and novels it. that have been written are from people from that, that did that. Yeah. 
So it's like, it's really not that hard and it shouldn't be a, a mystical thing to yeah. go out, leave your home, leave your hometown, go to Sydney, go yeah. to college. You know, and I understand there's a lot of financial, yeah, often there is a lot of hurdles, financial yeah. hurdles and hurdles in general. Um, but I think if you sit down and put a plan together, you know, and write things out, yeah. it, you'd be surprised at how big dreams are really not big enough. And you're like, wait a minute, this, yeah. was, this was my big you dream. You realize how achievable it is. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's like, if I could do this, what could I do if I sat down and wrote out like, like something so beyond my first dream that, you know, and then see how close you can get to that. Yeah. So I think just demystifying that process is a big deal in growing up. Absolutely. That's what I, w I mean. And I'm not a pastor or anything like that. I don't lead youth, but that's what I would say. Yeah. You know, if somebody asked me, those are the two things I would yeah. say. But um, so as we get close to the end of the conversation, just wanted to, and I know you got to, we're kind of tight on time with you. Yeah. Um, we probably. If you well, want to drive and talk, we can still do that too, if, if we have to. Um, let's, let's do that. All right. Let's get in the car because we got to go to Chick-fil-A. You got to yeah. pick up an order for the, for, for, uh, as, as with the life of a youth pastor, I mean, you're always on the move. Yeah, uh, I love it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go pick up some Chick-fil-A for a uh, softball team. And, and we're going to get some lunch, too, when we're there. Yeah. But man. just to wrap it up, I guess closing statement, um, or not even closing statement, but I want to get to our recommendations because I yes. always like to end with recommendations. Um, and I kind of touched on earlier already a little bit. but Yes, um, with your amazing technology. Yes. And, <laughs> but before we get to that, I just want to, like, just... A lot of people, I love art, of course. I'm an artist yeah. myself. I'm a documentary, documentarian. I'm a, a business owner. Yeah. Um, you know, art is a big passion of mine, business mm -hmm. ownership, entrepreneurialism. I love all these things. But, like, so the, anytime I have someone on who dabbles in the arts, I just love to have, like, a just, like, a two- or three-minute session, brain session on that yeah. power session. Like, in your world of music, Yeah. like, what are just some of the cool things about being... A musician like as you hear a lot of people like say oh man if i could just i would love to learn how to play the piano or i'd love to learn how yeah. to play the guitar and so, it's kind of like music is talking about demystifying like yeah what are some fascinating things in your walk as you've become a you know studied mu music yeah so and i love i love the way you talked about it earlier because about demystifying it start small mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to play like chris stapleton off the first bat nor should you try to play like chris stapleton you know like there in music what i love is you get to find your own path and kind of walk it um, and so with music for me, one of, one of the biggest things was, okay, let's start small. Let's learn how to play chords on the piano. Um, and so once I learned how to play chords on the piano, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on it. And shut that a little bit better. Um, so once I had that good grasp on it, I said, okay, what's another way for me to learn? And uh, like, let's say uh, I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to play the guitar. That was my next step. Because I said, okay, now, now that I want to learn how to play the guitar, uh, what's next? I said, okay, well, let's learn how to play the electric guitar. Mm. All right? And then now, you know what I mean? So, like, it sounds like a big goal. Of house and I will give orders concerning it. And the moment to come, I said to the king, I'll meet Amen. Um, sorry, y'all. I listened to the Bible on double speed, and I'm just tearing through Second Samuel right now. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, man! Rip through it, man! Rip um, through it. So, anyway, I uh, so for music for me, it, it's amazing because, like, even with other people's creations, there's ways for you to make it your own. Um, and so, for me, like, 
that that's kind of just the cool thing about music is once you can de demystify it just start by playing chords and then try to grow your abilities grow your grow your uh your tool set mm -hmm. you know like maybe once you learn how to play chords great maybe try to learn how to play different play those chords in different ways maybe try to learn how to uh learn how to play a lead line on electric guitar uh, you know there's there's different ways for you to learn and do things so i love it so what would you say to somebody who's because i know a lot of people that listen to this are kind of in their 40s 50s mid 30s so what do you say to somebody who's later in life and is just like trying to pick up a second like a, just a new hobby you know yeah. what's like what's a good starting point if they want to dabble with a guitar or the keyboard yeah. whenever so I mean, a great starting point, and I I'm, I say this not as a joke. YouTube University, man. Mm, absolutely, um, dude. YouTube. I, I don't care how old you are. There is something for you on YouTube where you can learn. Um, you know, you can learn some basic chords, how to play. You can learn some basic music theory. Um, my my first instrument for everyone to learn, if I can tell them to, and I know some people disagree with this, is I say the piano. And the reason being is because. The guitar, it, sorry, I'm nerding out here. No, please. Um, so the guitar is is similar to a piano, and, and people people kind of get confused when they hear that for for a second if they don't know much about music. So, a guitar has six strings, mm -hmm. but they're all tuned to different notes, whereas a piano is just one is basically like playing one string, up and down. Um, but the difference is is the guitar starts in different spots. So you have E A G. Uh, uh, D, B, and C, mm -hmm. or sorry, D, B, and E on the guitar. Um, if you're playing C on the bottom, that, that's a little concerning. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I dabble, dabble, like yeah. slightly dabble in music myself, but you're, yeah. you're, you're a little over my head at this point, but keep going. Sorry. Well, in one quarter, one thing I heard somebody say one time is pretty fascinating. They said that the piano is the easiest instrument to play. The hardest to master. Hardest to master. And I thought that was very... Well, they didn't say the second part. They just said easiest instrument to play. And I thought, well, that's crazy. But they really said, I mean, they literally... You can walk up to a piano. Yes. Hit any random key, and you've played a perfect perfect execution of whatever note or yeah. key you just, so, you just played. But with a guitar or a saxophone, nobody... It takes a, yeah. it takes a bit of Higher level practice entry. just to yeah. pick the instrument up and play a G, for example. Yeah. So, so any blind squirrel can literally play the piano, but to do it well, that's, that's a different... Yeah, so I'm going to take back what I said. It's not the hardest to master. Technically, every instrument is hard to master. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, is what's crazy to me is people just don't understand that it, it's e it's actually so easy just to get started. That's true. Um, the, the barrier of entry is pretty much zero. It's very low, especially for piano. It's very low. Oh. Um, you know, I, I can teach you how to play a chord in probably about five minutes, a major and a minor chord in about five minutes across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, basic, but then you can start playing songs you love to, like you love to listen to. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I know, like in middle school and high school, I had a little keyboard, a little little electric piano, and I would just love to get on and look up YouTube tutorials and how to play, like, you know, the Coldplay songs, yeah. or you know, just popular, just little, you know, different little popular recognizable tunes. Not the whole song, but just it was fun to just dabble and, you know, maybe play a couple Christmas songs around the holidays, that kind of thing. But uh, and I played saxophone. I was in middle school band, played the saxophone for three years. So I kind of learned how to read music, at least the treble clef. But yeah, but very basically, cool. So like you're saying, basically, just really get out there, just try it, you know, and don't yeah, don't overdo it, but just start small. You yeah, know? and like start YouTube small. is a big one. I mean, gosh, I can't even tell me tell you how many 
hundreds of hours I've spent on on YouTube. Yeah, just learning stuff, even in my field. Yeah, you know, from 14 to to, to currently, I've just been I've been a YouTube student for basically ever. So yeah, but very cool, man. So I love yeah. that, and thank you for that insight. I think yes, yeah. something that people ask a lot. Um, I'm sure you've heard that before too. Yeah. But, so before as we before we go, I just wanted to say so what is we'll get into recommendations. What is your recommendation? You want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first because you have an awesome recommendation. So my recommendation is the GoPro Hero 11. Come on. And I just bought it about a week ago. Um, and I'm going to put a description in the podcast as I always do for you to purchase this. It's actually my own personal um, Amazon link that I found a really great deal. Um, really great package that I'm going to recommend for you guys to go on there. It's one of my own, um, basically like an affiliate link of sorts. Because I try to, I, I actually share a lot of links with people on on Amazon. So I, I signed up for their affiliate program. So like any product that I love, I'm starting to kind of like post it and just tell people about it. And you know, I guess low key sales, but yeah. not. I don't really care about that. But it is an affiliate link. But I will put it on there. But it's a great deal. Um, 350 bucks and you get like the gopro you get uh, wow. all sorts of accessories so it doesn't have a screen on it it's yeah yeah it doesn't have a screen on it it's like the mini one but it's really great if you're doing like one of my one of my clients does a lot of gardening and i recommended it to him because you know he wants both of his hands free to garden and do stuff as he and he does some cooking and he's gonna just mount that to his head and he's got some pretty high quality you know self-recorded video content for himself yeah. but it's great gopro's you know, the last one I had was a Hero 5, which was probably seven years ago. This, you know, this new one's amazing. 5.3K yeah. video, 27 megapixel stills. And you can just get some really great results with it. So whether you're a professional or just a, somebody looking to, you know, going on family vacations and stuff, it's just, I'm really impressed by this Hero 11 and recommend it to people that are hobbyists yeah. or even professionals. So, but yeah, and I'll put a link to that. That's awesome. What about you? So I have two. One of them's an entertainment that costs you nothing. Okay. And then one of them is something that will cost you something. <laughs> okay. So my cost you nothing is, let me tell you what, if you wanted a snapshot of Trustful Alabama, that audio clip was it. Ford Ranger just hauling it. <laughs> um, so my, my one that is that costs you nothing um, is, I love Formula One. I don't know if you know that about me. I did not know that, no. Uh, I, I'm very big into Formula One. Love it to death. If if you want, like, the WWE style, like, just the dramatized version of it, okay. Netflix does an amazing version of it called Drive to Survive. Oh, wow. It's over-dramatized, but it's actually really entertaining. So it's like reality TV? Um, kind of, but, like, kind of not. It's it, it's it's kind of like reality TV, but it's like they take certain certain story beats and they kind of, like, Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like yeah. the wrestling culture, but in yes. racing. Yeah, but in racing. I got you. Um, and so, anyway, so you can hear that car just loving this road. Um, so that's that's my free one. Okay. My one that costs is I'm very big into um, video games. Love okay. video games. Okay. Um, and this, this may be a silly, and it might not be a good recommendation, but uh, there is a brand new... Star Wars game that has an incredible story. I've heard about this, and, it's, and today we're actually recording this is May Fourth. Yeah, so it's May Fourth. Be with you. Didn't even think about that. To be Today's honest. May Fourth, and um, so yeah. So what a it, great day to be talking. What a great about day to Star talk Wars. about it. Uh, it's a game called Jedi Survivor, and 
it is it's to for those of you who play video games you know it, it's it's the dark souls star wars variant and um, i don't know i will say this i am <laughs> strong harry potter fan i know yeah. just about nothing about star wars but yeah. please for the listeners that do love star wars give us the deets dude it's it's amazing um it's what's a, so good about the story like what's so, it about the story that's so compelling for a video game if you if you play the first game which was fallen order um it, it was a good like entry level like oh you get to learn about star wars a little bit you kind of get to learn like they they bring in all these characters that i i grew up and fell in love with and the second one the story it just it it's it's probably some of the better st- uh, storytelling from star wars that i've seen in a, in a while hmm. Um, but they, but they take you on, on a journey and they let, and this is why I love video games is because you get to play the part of the journey. Hmm. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like you get to be the one that makes the decisions. You get to be the one that does the things. Um, absolutely. It's like a movie you kind of get to play out. Um, but it, the, there's just some twists and turns that I didn't see coming when I finished it. And it was, it was incredible. So that's my recommendation as as cheesy as it may be i don't think that's cheesy at all star wars <laughs> is huge man people i mean you're not the first person who's mentioned it to me i think you're the third person i've heard talk about this game recently but come on well very cool man yeah. um thank you for coming on and we're but literally pulling up in the chick-fil-a right now to yeah. grab us some lunch you're going to get this food for this uh for the softball team softball team yeah so dude thank you so much and this was again with all my guests i say you're welcome back anytime I, we had to be so brief on some of these things because we only I try to keep these about an hour. Yeah. But man, I want to I want to have you back on, and I'd really want to have you on. Um, I'd love to do like more of a group podcast. Yeah. Have you what on? If we did like, like you, me, Justin. It, that's what like I a, and like and I want to do that, and th- that yeah. will happen. Like eventually, there's going to be return guests, and this is a continued conversation. This is just part one of our conversation. But I like that. so part one. Yes, and because it's not a one and done by no means. And it's like yeah, if something absolutely. comes out, something happens in your world that you want to talk about, dude, just yeah. call me. We can even do a Zoom version of this. We don't have to be in person. I'd like to be in person, but yeah, there's just, we could talk so much more about, about Australia and your experience there. Oh, yeah, but easily. Just to keep it within time, I, it's a shame we couldn't dive deeper. But thank you so much for coming on the show today, man, and love you so much. You are yeah, just such a dear friend such a blessing to have you in my life and looking forward to you know this getting some good chicken yeah man thank you for having me man i i love getting to hang out with you you're you're an amazing friend so i'm i like i said i, I just smile and wave and be and, and just smile just love people boys. smile and wave and just love people that's, that's my that's my way man well appreciate awesome. you my friend no worries thanks bro